All right. We're going to do this raw. So this is the Enemy Slime podcast, episode number 36. And you might notice that it doesn't sound... I mean, it never really sounded that good, but now it certainly doesn't sound much better. And that is because this is our on-site E3 spectacular, live from the home that we rented. Of an Icelandic couple on Airbnb. Of an Icelandic couple on Airbnb. They're very friendly, although I haven't been able to read some of their magazines because (laughs) they're not in a language I speak. Um, And they also keep a very warm home for California. Yeah, they they do keep it a little toasty. And so this might be a brief podcast because we have turned off the air conditioning uh, in order to achieve the, the highest caliber sound quality possible, which isn't to say that this will be great. Um, but I'm Jared, and I am here with Jay. Hello, I am Jay. We both spent a little bit of time on the show floor. I think that um, I, I definitely have seen more than you, but I haven't seen that much because the lines are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and we're not there in a quote-unquote official capacity like we should be there. Yeah, so I, I'll go ahead and spill the beans. We, we didn't quite register as press this year. So if you thought, God, these guys are fucking amateur, now you can go ahead and think that even more. <laughs> because we just went in as regular attendees this year. So yeah. we don't get all the cool... Um, you know, press benefits. Right. We got we got to start from the bottom. We get a we get to stand in line with the plebeians and uh, speaking of standing in line with the plebeians, the dirty video game peasants. Uh, you know, I, was, I was saying earlier, I don't. I thought I knew what body odor was, but I didn't. You did. <laughs> like you I was so this. far off the mark. That's well, why you bring sticks of deodorant and you hand it out. I think yours was still better than mine because I had a dude who had no idea what personal space was. And at one point, he's leaning over the fucking railing, sticking his out- ass out at me like he wants a doggy style. And I had to tell him, dude, got to straighten up a little. That's called presenting. It, yeah, I don't know that I would have taken him right there on the on the show floor even if I wanted to. <laughs> well, it never hurts to ask. That's, That's true. That's it's true. important to... And that goes for you at home, too. You know, know your boundaries <laughs> and don't be afraid to cross them because... Nobody got anywhere by playing it safe and right. not bending over and shoving your ass in front of someone at E3. Yeah, right into their crotch. For so. sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. The, the best place to do it. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about uh, some of the shit that I saw, because um, I didn't even really give you a full update yesterday on, on what I did. That's so, true. Uh, now, there is one more day left, so there will probably be more stuff that we see tomorrow. But yesterday, I went to Nintendo and Sony. Right. And I have to say that Nintendo probably had my favorite booth of the show so far okay. because everything that they showed off, if it was there, it was playable. There wasn't so like Zelda 2015, nothing. There was no trailer. Right. There was no. I didn't get to stand in line to watch a five minute clip or anything like that. It's just you know it, it was for that Nintendo Direct, and I don't think it has any presence at the show aside from that. I could be wrong. Um, But so everything else that they showed off, you could play. And they had enough stations that they were able to get people through pretty quickly. That's cool. So I actually spent a little bit of time with... um, The first thing I went and played was uh, Hyrule Warriors. Oh, how is that? It's actually... um, I haven't played a Dynasty Warriors since the PlayStation 2. So maybe it's not as fresh as I felt like it was. Um, And I don't want to say it was fresh. That's totally not the word. Uh... It is, and Dynasty Warriors, I feel like this is true of as well. It is so good at making you look like you are like amazing at the game and doing super, super good, but all you're doing is just pushing one button right. over and over again. 
for time and eternity. And so, like, I think people behind me were very impressed. They're like, wow, you're doing such a great job. And I had the same thing. I was, I was behind other people, and I'm like, man, look at that guy go. And as, <laughs> as I got closer and closer to the front of the line, I was really, like, feeling the pressure kind of wear on to, me to a little bit. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to do an excellent job. Yeah. And uh, no, I didn't. I just... Basically, just push some buttons. Just push some buttons and made it do things. You called and it good. Did you only get to play as Link? Uh, Zelda was an option, okay. um, but I went with Link, and I went with the. I just went with the Master Sword. All right. Uh, Zelda only had one weapon, and um, uh, Link had two. And I was actually told after I picked the Master Sword that I should have gone with the Fire Rod. Uh, yeah, apparently with the Fire Rod. Apparently, it's more badass. Yeah. But I, you know, I fucked that up. But. Um, if you've played Dynasty Warriors, you've played this game. Okay. It's just that simple. I mean, I gotta admit, what Nintendo showed at this E3 might actually convince me to get a Wii U. I think they're, I think they're getting close. Yeah. Like, if, if it's not a must-buy now, I think this time next year it certainly could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. After I finished with Hyrule Warriors, I went ahead and walked over to Smash Brothers. Okay. It's so pristine. Like... <laughs> It looks so good, and it runs so smooth, and that game, for all intents and purposes, from what I saw on the show floor, is done. Like, they could right. ship what they have right now, and it would have been fine. Uh, Everyone would have been thrilled about it. I already had my deal breaker on that game, and that's no Lucina. That's all I wanted. I was a little butthurt about that, too. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but the good news is, is I was worried that... After they announced the Miis yeah. uh, for, for the E3 press conference, I was worried that that was it. Yeah. And that, that was the last of the characters. But a little later that day, they announced Pac-Man. I did. I, yeah, I heard about Pac-Man, too. But yeah. so, I'm not excited about Pac-Man. <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't give a shit about that. A lot of people expected it because of the Namco relationship yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but what I'm excited about is that means they're not done announcing characters. No, not quite, yeah. Or at least they haven't said they are. So... Yeah. Um, I was worried that they were finished, but hopefully they're not. And you and I are both in the same boat here. We're pulling for the same thing. Yeah. I, I want yeah, some well, Lucina I mean, in there, Lucina's too. Lucina's badass. So. Yeah, she's pretty great. Yeah. So I played as Little Mac for my first match. Because okay, I, I, like, I was like, well, I have to play as a new character. Yeah, um, absolutely. I didn't understand his up B very well. And what was it? And so, well, he just goes straight up, and then he falls to the ground. And I think what I was supposed to do probably is use, like, another attack to move to the right. But So basically, I'd get off the platform, and I would just up B and fly straight up, and then I would just sail right back down <laughs> okay. off the edge. It did, it did me no good whatsoever, and I think that's just because I was supposed to probably combo it up with another attack I gotcha. that I just never did. Right. So I got fucked up pretty hard as, okay. as Little Mac. Okay. So for the next match, I'm like, well, I'll show these guys what's what. I'll pick a character I know. Yeah. And so I picked Marth. And uh, I got wrecked pretty hard there, too. <laughs> um, Marth hasn't changed at all. He controls the way he always has. Right. Um, the game feels a little faster than Brawl. I, okay. I'm not enough of a like smashaholic to say whether or not it's on par or faster than Melee. Right. Um, but it is definitely quicker than Brawl. And like they took out all the bullshit. Like There's no tripping and none of that kind of stuff. So, oh, so no, none of the fun stuff. No, 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 nobody, everyone's favorite thing, tripping, is gone. It's just, it's nonsense. Right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, that was a lot of fun. And then um, I asked the guy when I was done, I was like, what do you think is, is Nintendo's best game on the show floor? And I know that he's not going to be able to answer me truthfully. I know that he's going to have to steer me whatever way Nintendo's asked him to. Yeah. So he recommended Splatoon. 
which... Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember watching the video with you. I didn't realize it when they were showing it off, but it's actually Nintendo First Party, which oh, I, really? think, I think makes this the closest thing to a first-person shooter that Nintendo has yeah. probably ever made. It's, I mean, I was going to comment on it when we first saw it, but they're, they've done some weird stuff. And then there was that submarine game as well. It seems like they're trying to cross over to the mainstream... Or the more mainstream stuff, while also keeping their Nintendo brand very intact. Uh huh. So, I thought what I saw was really cool. Yeah. Um, and I liked playing Splatoon a lot. It was it was surprisingly fun. Um, my one maybe feedback on it, my one issue is, so you can move left and right. Yeah. You can move the camera left and right with the analog stick, but up and down, your entire Y axis is locked to the game pad. You have oh. to. Okay. So. <clears throat> On the one hand, it's kind of a gameplay mechanic because everybody's bad at it. <laughs> so it's it's kind of interesting in that regard. Um, if 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 you could use the stick, it would make it feel very traditional, and I mean, it would just feel kind of like a Gears of War almost. Oh, interesting. And so, um, I mean, without the cover mechanics, but yeah. it has that vibe to it. But because you have this extra thing in there. I don't know, it's good because it's unique, but yeah. at the same time, it's kind of bad because it's fucking annoying to use. <laughs> right. So, I don't know if that's something that can be toggled or if that's just how it is. Right. Um, yeah. I also don't know the Wii uh, Pro controllers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those have uh, accelerometers in it. Okay. And if they don't, that means that you're stuck using the gamepad to play yeah, you it. Have to. And I guess the other thing I don't know, because I, I didn't get somebody who actually could tell me, but I don't know if it has local multiplayer. Um, really? Because all, all for the demo, you're playing, you know, with it, it was the full multiplayer match and everybody was there on the floor, right. but everybody got their own screen. So I'm wondering if it's online only and if there's no local aspect to it. So I'm kind of curious, only because Nintendo made a big deal of it. Uh, how's the character design? I mean, they look interesting. They turn into squids. <laughs> I don't really understand. It's hard to. It's hard to fall in love with a character that turns into a squid. You know? I mean, it's not. Right. It's not the most exciting uh, character that I saw on the show floor. Well, it's also supposed to be a big deal because it's the um, first new character design from Nintendo in a long time. That's true. I mean, this is uh, one of the first new. I would say. What, what do you think the IP that came before this is for Nintendo? Hmm. That's a good question. Because when I think of like new Nintendo IP, the only thing that comes to my mind is like Pikmin. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I can't think I of think anything. I think Olimar is kind of the first, last, you know. I think he probably is. I mean, I mean obviously, I guess the Wii Fit trainer. Yeah, the Wii Fit trainer. <laughs> yeah, there is or... but, uh, but yeah, so I which, went. I went which, as an aside, uh, someone took up the Wii Fit persona on uh, Facebook, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. When, when she was first announced for Smash Brothers. And so, you know, she was very in character. White skin, black hair, all that kind of stuff. And then he came out recently with how he really looks, and I'm, like, so disappointed. And he works out a lot, to his credit. And I'm like, but man, you just broke the illusion for me. Uh-huh. You know, I needed my real Wii Fit trainer. So, yeah. So, was that it for Nintendo, or...? So, I was going to leave. They had more, like, they had Captain Toad, yeah. and they had uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, but I didn't really... Oh, they had Xenoblade Chronicles. It was there, okay. um, and I may play it tomorrow when right. I'm there, but I didn't take the time to do it at that moment. Right. But what I did do, as I was turning around to leave, and if you're at E3 and you're going for the last day, here's a pro tip for you. If you want to play Sonic Boom, don't go to the Sonic Boom uh, uh, area. Go to Nintendo, and they have one screen, or maybe like two screens running it in the very back of their booth, 
and the saddest man ever was running it. <laughs> so you really wanted me to play that Sonic Boom. Too. I wish you had had a chance. Uh, it was in that South Hall that you were in, but you, you're it, it's for the best that perhaps you didn't. So yeah. first of all, let me say, I understand that everything that I've seen here is in beta or alpha. And so, like, technical things like frame loss, I understand that that's how it is. Right. Um, Having said that, this is, like, the framiest garbage that I've ever played ever. The guy in front of me, uh, I watched him play it. There was one person in line in front of me. And I watched him play... I watched him play the demo. And at the end of the demo, Sonic just disappeared. (laughs) And so he couldn't he couldn't actually complete it. And this the, sounds like Sonic 2006. And the guy de- the guy demoing the game had to just end it for him. He pushed some buttons oh on God. the gamepad and was like, "Okay, great." <laughs> and, um, so I had my choice of levels, and he said the last one was a speed level. So I'm like, "Well, of course that's the one I'm going to yeah, do. It's a Sonic game." The, yeah. So I picked it. It was awful, and I would I would seriously say this is the worst I've seen Sonic ever. Period. <laughs> end of story. Um, it's absolutely terrible. And maybe they'll tighten it up. I sure to God hope so. Like, they should be able to go in and just, you know, really clean it up. But, like, he's as, an, as annoying as he is all the time. You know, the characters are, like, popping in and be like, oh, good job, Sonic. You're the best. <laughs> Actually, no, it seems like everybody, like, inexplicably hates Sonic when you see him. They're like, good job, idiot. And I don't think it's inexplicable. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I understand it. <laughs> right. But uh, but I played it, and what really, what really like, sealed it as the saddest experience I could have had at E3 is I'm playing it, and about halfway through, I really start fucking up, partially because the screen has, like, glitched out, and I yeah. lost sight of Sonic, and then I ran into, like, four barriers. <laughs> So, like, by the end of this speed level, I'm going really slow, and I, like, just limp over the finish line, and the guy demoing it uh, for me, he's not even looking at the screen. He just <laughs> he just takes the gamepad from me, and he goes, awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I don't well, think it could have been less awesome. It's a paycheck for him. It's a paycheck for him. Yeah, I mean, so. dude, dude got paid, and all, yeah. more, all more credit to him. <laughs> But yeah, he, he takes it from you. Awesome, good job. <laughs> like it really wasn't. That was a terrible I mean, job. They do find some pretty excited hosts to talk to you. You know, I got there when I was standing in the line for uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. I got um, you know, some blonde girl. Um, I asked her, you know, how long is how long is the demo? Mm-hmm. She's like, she gets super excited. She's like, it's three minutes. And then she waits, like I'm supposed to say something else, because, you know, that's their job. They're supposed to be excited and helpful uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's it. That's all I wanted to know. I check my phone because it's getting really awkward just to look at the time. And then yeah, you know, yeah, I just don't like, want to talk to her anymore. Look at text. I have other things to do now. <laughs> right. Um, I had a few people like that. And it's funny because a lot of the, like, I don't want to call them bouncers, but a lot of the just line managers. Yeah. They would wind up talking to me because I'm just wound up, you know, standing next to them. And like, there was a, I went to see the division, and there's a guy standing in line there, just kind of controlling the line. And he, he he's like, "You excited for this game?" And I was like, "Yeah, looks pretty cool." <laughs> I asked him, "I'm like, I'm like, is it is it sweet?" And he's like, "I don't know. I just put my head in there a little earlier, and they were shooting guys, and it was pretty cool." And I'm like, yeah, "Okay, it was pretty cool." And right. um, 
And I was like, do you get to see the rest of the show, or are you just stuck here watching Lions the whole time? And he's like, oh, I'm here with Lions the whole time. And he's like, I don't really care anyway, because I don't play video games except for Tom Clancy. <laughs> well, he was in the right line, at least. Yeah, no, he, they assigned him to the perfect project. But I think yeah. maybe, I also wonder if, like, by contract, he had to be like, okay, so when you would normally tell someone you don't play video games... Now we want you to add except for Tom Clancy. <laughs> for Tom Clancy. <laughs> because you have to represent the brand. So how was how was the division? Um I was really underwhelmed by the division. You were underwhelmed, really. I think it was probably the least impressive thing that oh, I saw. That's sad because I'm actually that's one of the few games I'm looking forward to. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous, but I don't think there's really anything in it that is all that I, I guess so the one thing I don't even know if you really know this about it, but it's an RPG. Yeah, I mean, like that, yeah. all the way down to when you shoot someone, numbers pop out of them. Really, to, to I didn't show know you, that part. Yeah, right. numbers full on pop out. See, of I, guys. Thought, I thought it was going to be like I knew it was supposed to be an MMORPG, but I thought that it would be a li- little bit more action oriented, and that was the exciting part to me. I would say it's still very action oriented. Okay, but like when you get a gun, you're going to be able to like see how much damage it does. I mean, does and... it, does the gun do quick damage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and there were they showed off one of the things they did show off in the demo was all the skills. Okay. And there's a lot of them. Well, because um, that, that's the thing. Like, if you if you ever played the Secret World, right? Mm-hmm. And if you roll a character who uses like a shotgun, it's going to take her like you know 15 minutes to kill someone with a shotgun at point blank range because it's going by normal RPG numbers. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like that. That's no fun. That's not what shotguns are for. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The guy should be on the floor with a second shot. See, uh, this this seems to be relatively representative of... It, it's realistic like that. Okay. Like you, if, so, a, a shotgun at point-blank range is still going to take someone out. So that's that's cool, at least. And um, All they're really doing is just showing how they're calculating that damage, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. And, I mean, it looks a lot of fun. Now, the one thing they did show that I haven't seen yet, and that I almost... I almost want to say I didn't even know it was a part of the game, but I might have seen... Someone else might have seen it somewhere before... There's drone gameplay, where one person can control a drone. Interesting. And uh, they do it using... I don't know how this works with PC or PlayStation 3, but it's pretty obvious with the Xbox that it would just be via smart glass. Okay. Um, So this guy literally has a tablet that he's moving his finger around on to control the drone. And, like, he's highlighting enemies with it. And uh, doing a lot of that kind of stuff. I think I think they vaguely said something like that with like helicopter support can just come in and you know if someone has a tablet or something like that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did show that, and that was live and working. So I watched two guys play the demo, and then a third guy running the tablet and and controlling it. That's pretty cool, actually. It was actually pretty neat. Yeah. So I don't want to say that, and maybe I shouldn't say it's the most underwhelming game of the show because I. I mean, obviously, Sonic Boom is <laughs> it's pretty up there. Right. Um, Dragon Age might be a close second, but Not really, Dragon Age. But we can get to that in a second if we're going to sit at Ubisoft for a minute. So yeah, we can sit with Ubisoft. So um, what you saw Assassin's Creed and I saw Assassin's Creed Unity. What, and what did they show you? What did you like? So what did I like? Is it's still pretty Assassin's Creedy? It's still climbing up uh, shit and dropping down on people and assassinating people. Uh, in the presentation they showed us, it seems like um, the free running is better, like a lot better. Like first of all, uh, there's a lot more kind of animation as actions, and it seems like there's kind of more routes you can take down or up a, a building, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And you can also kind of plan your route ahead of time to get down there faster. Um, See, so, you know, it's not just like looking for some straw or whatever and then diving in. Um, so I thought that was cool. 
and they made a huge point about how wild the streets were during the French Revolution and how many factions were fighting over it. You didn't really see what that meant. It's just something they were talking about in the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there seems to be kind of like a new type of side mission called murder mysteries where you'll find someone murdered on the street and you can investigate how they got there. Oh, really? Yeah, and you can pick it up and put it in your mission log and then just kind of investigate it at your own leisure. Uh, they didn't show us too much of that, but it sounds like an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and then I think the only other major thing for it was, um, you know, the kind of, uh, if, you're, if you're walking or kind of if you're standing still, the icons for what you can do will actively show up on screen. So you never, no longer have to jump into the map. Oh, so you don't have to look at the map and yeah. do that. And you don't have to set waypoints or anything. You can just see it. And then when you run, they disappear. Okay. Um, so they, they all seem like slight improvements. I know they said there were combat improvements, which if you're not playing it, you can't really tell what it is. They promise, though, that uh, combat won't be as easy as it's been. So it's no longer just... Okay, because, uh, yeah, it's never been a game I go to for difficulty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, with combat, it's just like hit the right button at the right time and then kill the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're saying now you have to plan a little more carefully. You'll have to, like, block and parry and all this kind of stuff. Um so it all, it, all, it all looks pretty interesting. It looks kind of improved. Um, uh, I hope, I'm hoping the new Assassin will be more interesting than the last two Assassins were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be too hard to do. Yeah, it shouldn't though. be too hard to do. Um, now, did they when they demoed it, did they show co-op at all? They did show co-op. And I think the co-op's actually a little bit more exciting than the main game. Uh, the co-op's completely different now. Um, so it's basically... Uh, up to four assassins working towards the same mission and this one they showed us a uh, marquee that kind of had a glow and it showed the four assassins working in tandem to infiltrate a palace uh, and the palace was like absolutely beautiful it was like like gold chandeliers and uh, mm. the art team really worked hard to bring that together Yeah, uh, and I'm hoping we get more environments like that because I feel like a lot of the environments in um you know, Liberation and Black Flag were kind of wasted, mm-hmm. you know, so... Uh, but you watch these four assassins working together. There's one really cool part in the hallway where an assassin had run straight through. He had alerted the guards that he didn't see, but an assassin woke up, uh, walked up behind those guards and killed them for the guy. And then another guard came in and, you know, the third assassin, like, shot the guy in the head or whatever. Um, and they avoided detection, just all working as a team and uh, whatever. And the coolest part was the assassination, right? Yeah. They eventually yeah. got to the marquee, and, um, you know, two of the assassins got close. It went into a cutscene where you watched the two assassins throw this guy out a window. He crashed into the street, and the rioters in the street basically cut off his head and rip it off or whatever. Um, and you kind of see it through the guy's eyes as, he, you know, everything. Oh, as they're, as they're doing it? Yeah. And it, That's it's, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then they put his head on the pike, and... Uh, yeah, so it looked really awesome. I think, you know, it might be the first multiplayer really worth playing. When, every, when everybody saw that in, in the theater room, were they like, oh, or like, or like clapped or like... And then, yeah, I, I feel like my, my audience was kind of low-key. I was impressed. And then, uh, you know, it, the host felt like he had to say something. He was like, yeah, we felt like we had to show you the brutality of the French Revolution. Because... Um, um, it, it makes me think of, and, and I, I know I said we'd talk about Ubisoft, but uh, one thing that I did get to see today is The Witcher. Okay. Um, and it was a it was a live demo, and 
oh my god, it looks beautiful. Like nice. it's again, it's a little framey. It obviously needs to be tightened up. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think we saw any major major glitches, uh, but. There's this part, one of the things that they added to the combat is they added dismemberment. So <laughs> when you, you know, kill somebody, however you hit them is going to have this big effect on it. And so this, the, this guy, he runs into the camp and he kills like three of the people in it. And the last guy, he casts some spell on him to stun him. Yeah. And then he just literally takes his sword and he just stands back like as far as he can stand and he just smacks him as hard as he can. And, I mean, he cuts this dude. Oh, my God. He cuts this dude, like, straight down the middle of his face. Wow. And, like, down about half of his torso. And so, literally, just, just about cuts this guy in half. And, That's... like, the whole room is like, oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> and cheers for it. That's kind of awesome. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good, actually. Um, that game looks so good. Like, not... Not even necessarily graphically. I don't right. even really know if it looks that much better than The Witcher 2, which is already a great-looking game. Um, I don't even know that it looks that much better than it, but it's the scope, and I, I don't know. There's something about like the colors and, and just the design of it. Like It's very bright, and it's very vivid. There's a lot of blues and greens, and uh, for being a game that has a pretty dark world, and uh, it, it was well, actually think- really impressive. <laughs> Maybe we had this conversation, maybe I had it with Lucio, I don't remember, but just something about, um, you know, being able to show a lot of colors and still being dark, and I don't see a problem with that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, while I was at the uh, Ubisoft booth, you know, I, I basically just saw Unity, but they did demo a lot of stuff out in the crowd for you to watch. Yeah. And you know what I think I was originally cynical about that looks a lot more fun than I thought? It's uh, Shape Up. It really does look. I didn't. Every time I was over there, it was the Just Dance people going. Uh, uh, so I, I missed Shape Up. So we, what? We, we got Shape Up and we got a uh, the crew uh, mm-hmm. competition. So Shape Up, they just got volunteers in the audience and um, they showed us there were four mini games, uh, but the two they showed us were squats and they showed us push ups. Uh-huh. Uh, and the squats, it was like you know, uh, it's just a squat competition. They go up and down, up and down, right? And Every, you know, several kind of sets of squats, there's something where they have to do where they have to soar. And they basically, like, spread their wings and just kind of wave around with the uh, motion control. And it goes into this, like, little, um, you know, shooter mini game where they're controlling an eagle at shooting down UFOs and shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's, it's like an actual for real mini game. Um, and, you know, it's, I, I thought that was cool. And it's basically a race to the top, whoever gets their uh, first, whose form is better, etc. Um, and the push-ups are similar. The push-ups, you basically have to do push-ups for a minute straight. Uh-huh. But it, there are moments where you have to freeze. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And in those, in those freeze moments, that's kind of when you like, get your score up and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it, looks, it looks kind of fun for like a workout game. It's for like, for just, being exercise, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, yeah. For being exercise, it doesn't look too bad. It's, it's, it's better than we Fit, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not a tough one to beat either. So I'm glad that somebody found a way. You know, I, I'm sorry to call this dude out at E3. The guy, was, the guy who presented himself to me. Uh, when they were demoing Shape Up, right? Uh-huh. And he... They were um, doing the push-ups. They were asking for volunteers in the audience. And I would have done it if I weren't waiting in that unity line for a fucking hour. Yeah. <laughs> but 
you know, it's like, um, okay, so now he's going to do the push-ups. And this guy just starts yelling. I just like, nope, 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 nope. And he's looking at us for approval, right? And no one's, like, laughing. No one's engaging this dude. It's like, it's not something to be proud of. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> the poor uh, guy. Yeah, I do have to. I do have to comment. While I was waiting for the division, yeah, uh, two guys came and cut in line in front of me, which is agonizing. Yeah. because it's a fucking nightmare of a line. It takes forever. Yeah, and a lot of people tried to cut and they got kicked out, but these guys managed to succeed. They they waited until we got around a corner and then they cut in. Okay, and um, I'm just beta enough that I was like, fine. But you know who they worked for? Who's that? <laughs> they worked for Electronic Arts. Oh, and I was like, who better to be walking around cutting in line like a bunch of assholes tree <laughs> than Electronic Arts. Arts? That's great. Yeah, they may as well have had like some uh, day one cutting in line DLC now, or some shit. You want to talk about other MMOs that I'm actually kind of interested in. I am actually kind of interested in the crew. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, I only saw like cursory glances yeah. at it. But it has like a very fast and furious kind of look to yeah. it, and uh, it, it was it was cooler than I thought it would be. I didn't get a chance to play it, but and then I mean, I, from my understanding, you, can, you get to customize your car, um, mm-hmm. and how it works is it's like team based winning. So you know, there's going to be a lot of cursing. It's like you know, it's it's not whoever makes it in first place. It's if your entire team makes it into a respectable place. Mm-hmm. And while we were sitting there, they had uh, two teams. They had the Los Angeles Bears versus the New York Eagles. And New York won, represent. But, you know, it was like the first round, everyone was kind of in all different positions. And the Eagles kind of got first place. Um, but then they were also like in, so like, I don't know, fourth and sixth or something like that. So um, they had a tie. Mm-hmm. In the second game, the Eagles got first place, and then they got third place, and they got fourth place. Um, so they won that match. And in the match after, they got first place, and then something like um, fourth and fifth or something. And then they so they took the whole thing. But you know, it calculates the score based on the overall team performance and who lands and what. So it's not just about the one racer; it's about kind of the entire team racing to the finish line. Um, so, you know, that's going to lead to a lot of cursed out sections, <laughs> sessions online. Uh-huh. But, you know, I, I do kind of like the idea that Ubisoft is taking a more unique approach to MMOs. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that I played while I was over in, in Ubisoft was I did get to t- uh, mess around with Far Cry 4 a little oh, yeah. bit. And I don't know, you, you probably, they were showing the trailer there all the time while yeah, I was there, yeah, so, so I'm, sure, I'm sure you caught that and watched the villain. Like, so, so, so the villain, he's, he's like Asian, right? Yeah, he looks pretty Asian, He actually. looks pretty Asian. He looks so pretty Asian. So for all this here. thing about, like, a gay white man. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. He's a very, he's a very metro Asian. Yeah, he's a metro Asian. He's like, and, you know, Asian do bleach their hair all the time, so. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like. You got he's, it wrong, social justice blogs. He, he's perfect in that regard. <laughs> so I got up there, and the guy's like, you can play the demo one of three ways. He's like, you can play the stealth way, where we give you a silent crossbow and let you sneak into this camp. You can play the uh, flying way, where you like drop in from a helicopter or something and uh, raid the camp that way. Mm-hmm. And he's like, or you can ride an elephant with a giant <laughs> machine gun. 
and raid the camp that did, way. Did anyone not pick the elephant? Well, who, I'm sure some sick fuck is out there <laughs> running around with a crossbow, but I'm like, well, there's clearly only one right answer here. Right. So, of course, I picked the elephant and uh, go in that way. And so I got to try out the elephant riding. I mean, it's pretty standard. Okay. The, the one thing that you can do that's maybe interesting is, I mean, of course, the elephant can stamp on people. And so <laughs> of course. If, if you just walk over a guy, you'll, you'll stamp him up. But uh, the other thing that you can do is you can click in the uh, right uh, stick and the elephant will like flip his trunk up. And if you do that in front of like a car, it'll flip the car over. Nice. Or if you do that in front of a guy, it'll like knock him across the room. That's awesome. Um, it was hard to aim and, and do, and eventually my elephant died, and things, <laughs> things did not go according to plan. Right. Um, but it was still pretty good. I mean, it's running on the same engine as Far Cry 3, so it doesn't look miles better. Okay. Um, it definitely looks improved, and everything that yeah, I was... it improved to me. Everything they were showing off was running on PS4 hardware. Yeah. Um, it looked pretty good. It was running pretty smooth, and... Definitely better than, like, if you played Far Cry 3 on a console, then you know that it didn't really hold up all that well. It did its best, but it had some it had some tough moments. Right. Um, this game seems to be, you know, pretty clear of that, at least on the next-gen stuff. So, that was good. That was pretty cool. Now, there was one more thing that I think um, Ubisoft was showing off, and it was a demo for the kind of, um, it's like a 2D animated game. Was it the dog? With the dog. The, the Valiant Hearts. Valiant Hearts. Yeah, so um, does that not look like like the cheapest shot ever at making you like sad or feel something in the game? <laughs> like watching at the very end of the trailer, the dog's like sitting on his owner's grave. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. standing in front of this mass cemetery. <laughs> oh my god, I watched the trailer and I felt bad. Like I'm standing in line like... Oh, oh. <laughs> wiping your tears wiping away. a couple tears from my eyes yeah. like shit man so yeah so I don't know I, I think we got some pretty good Ubisoft coverage yeah no I, we definitely I think that I think that between the two of us we pretty much got everything that was you know important in uh, yeah. in Ubisoft at least um like I said, Nintendo... Maybe the only other thing that I thought I'd mention about Nintendo is when I was doing Smash Brothers yeah um they only had GameCube controllers. That's weird. It's almost like they just gave up on the on the Wii <laughs> on the Wii Pro controller, and they're like, "Fuck it, nobody wants it." Yeah. <laughs> and so everything was being demoed on GameCube controllers. That's and I don't know if we have an announcement saying they're going to make GameCube controllers again. Yeah. Um, but it certainly felt that way while I was while playing. You were playing it. While I was playing there. Uh, yeah, everything was running on GameCube controllers. They didn't have a single Wii Pro uh, anywhere to be found. So, was there anything else you got to see that I? Well, let's talk about World of Tanks. Did you Did you mess around with World of Tanks at all? No, or? but I messed around with the booth babes. Oh yeah, <laughs> so that's a good. Yeah, idea. I, did, I, I I figured I had to do one shameless thing while I was at the convention. So. We're gonna have to scan this in later yeah. on and and put that up there. We'll, we'll show you the picture. I, I mean, I'm wearing goggles and like a captain's hat. Um, yeah, and I've got one very blonde girl and one sort of blonde girl and giving badass was I felt like a Middle Eastern warlord, I'll be, I'll be honest, when I took that book. And you look like one, really. Yeah. Uh, the hat and the goggles are really what completes it. Yeah, they, they sell off. And plus I'm wearing a suit jacket. It's like, you know, yeah, I just sold a ton of illegal weapons to the Russians. What are you going to do about it? The girl on your left kind of looks like she has a mustache. Does she? I think it's just no. the picture. But see, they were super friendly. See so if I'm, I don't see want to if I'm say crazy. anything bad about. No, them. no, no. Hey, really... friendly, friendly people can have mustaches. Though no, I mean, they, super they Mario mustache. has a mustache. He's a friendly guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. You know, it's like, uh, hey ladies, and I get super excited because, you know, like as we established, it's everyone's job to be super excited at E3. Yeah, yeah, and for the most part, I think they do a pretty good job. And then we'll see, what was the other World of Tanks thing that you saw? Um, well, so they had the they had the booth, and I didn't actually get to go in it. But uh, what they what they had that was kind of weird is they had this uh, corner where there was a giant tank suspended in the air. Okay. And then there's this like uh, this camera setup they had some kind of special camera rigging, and it was like this 360 degree setup. And so you'd go out there on stage, and pretty much everybody jumped. Like you just jump in the air right. and, and strike a pose. And it snaps this photo, and then you get a video that does a 360 of you frozen, like the Matrix. frozen in the air, like the Matrix. <laughs> right. What does it have with tanks? Like, what, <laughs> what does it have to do with tanks? So I, I don't. I don't think any of it really has to do with portal tanks. But who they, gives a they, shit? They did have interesting attractions. Like, like when I took the booth, they photo. Like the, the the girls are nice, but the big attraction for the photo is all the ridiculous costume shit you could put on. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy in front of me, he he like got a lobster claw for his picture. Uh huh. You know, and then there was there was like all sorts of wild shit. It was like I, and I don't think it really had much to do with water tanks. But it was a nice eye catch. It was a nice way to draw people to your booth. I have to say, and I don't know if it was this way when you got to it, but yeah. the busiest booth by far that I saw was actually Evolve. And yeah, I was super busy. It was because there. they did this really smart thing where they would have a multiplayer game going, and then they had two announcers who would actually like recap the game as it was going. So they're like, "Oh, he just went in for the kill. Oh, and he's gonna use his lightning attack, but he better watch out because if he misses, he's done for." And so these guys are like narrating the whole thing, <laughs> and um, it drew the biggest fucking crowd. Most of them weren't even in line to play. Like most yeah. of them just came over to watch. But it was yeah. so busy that I just you know. I watched until the end of the game, and then I walked away. Um, but it, it, it's funny how well it translated to, like, this pro gaming <laughs> narration. Like, it, it just slipped right into it, no problem. Nice. nice. I, was, I was actually pretty impressed. Um, right, so you had, you had, like, one more thing you saw, right? I had two more. Two more, um, okay. I went and saw The Order. Okay, right, that's right. You're about The Order. Um, for, for a game that you claim not to be excited about, you... <laughs> Well, so, first of all, the people at Ready at Dawn um, are probably the nicest that I've met on the show floor. Okay. Or at least the most, like, excited to talk to me, a nobody. <laughs> like, I, the Ubisoft people, I'm sure they're nice, but first of all, they all have French accents, so they sound like they're not nice. <laughs> and then, on top of it, they just didn't seem all that concerned about me, Jared. Not, but not you particularly. Not. While I'm waiting in line for the order, though, I run into, like, three people who are all super stoked to talk to me. <laughs> The first was a woman who didn't seem to know a lot about the game, but knew a lot about soft serve ice cream. So I can okay. talk. I can talk to anybody about soft serve ice yeah, cream. There you I'm go. There. No problem. I mean, how does that? How does that work? Oh, hey, you're in line for the order. By the way, you like soft serve ice cream? I asked her. I was like, "Have you seen anything else at the show?" And she's like, "Just this statue that I'm watching, and I I know where they serve soft serve ice cream." <laughs> and I was like. That's the important stuff to know, and I asked her where I could find the soft serve ice cream, and she told me that it was in Sony Catering, and I wouldn't be able to get into it. Well, that's not nice. I threatened to sneak in anyway. I was like, well, I'll see if I can slide in there. Yeah, you can make the threats if you want. It doesn't mean it'll come true. May as well threaten everybody there. <laughs> now, the second person was a little bit higher profile. It was, they actually had their level designer oh, uh, that's cool. in there, so I got to talk to him for a little while, and... Um, He was telling me that they developed... I didn't know this about Ready at Dawn, but he said up until this point, they've only developed PSP games. This is their first... 
This is their first non-handheld title. And holy shit, what a what a way to like stop making handheld games to yeah. do this to do this like ultra cinematic um Oh yeah. I can very easily say that it is not a very exciting game to play. It's a game that you've played a thousand times before. Right. Uh, maybe just oh so slightly different. Um, but it looks so good. I'm I'm very confident saying it is the best looking game that I saw at E3. It okay. looks it looks better than The Witcher because it's closer to being done and less framey. Right. It looks better than The Division when you actually see The Division running live. Um, it looks it looks better than both of them for sure, and oh, I got to actually cool. play I mean, that, that one. That's quite an accomplishment, actually. Yeah, and it was a playable demo too, so I actually got to sit down and control that one, um, which really helped cement the fact that it was real and right. not uh, watching something pre-done. Um, but I watched that, and uh, or well, I played. You I had played three that. people you talked to. Who was the third person? Uh, it was just the guy who like showed me to the seat and explained uh, to me. He's like, these uh, yeah. are the buttons that you're going to push. And not, I was like, not okay. as exciting as the level designer. No, but the level designer, he was super cool. I talked yeah. to him for a while, and you know, he was telling me that they made their own engine for the game. Wow. Uh, so it's entirely their work. Um, I asked him if they were planning on selling the rights to it or maybe reusing it for anything else, and he didn't really know what they were planning on for that. Okay. Um, he was saying that the game is... I commented that I found the game to be very, very cinematic, and I asked him if that was going to be representative of what we'd see in the final product. Like, is it, is it like a 50-50 split, or, you know, how exactly... Because it seems like there's a lot of cutscenes in it. Right. And uh, it, it almost feels like those old, like... You remember the light gun games in the arcade where yeah. you go through a shooting segment and then it's like, let's move over here, and then it moves <laughs> you over there, and then you have a new segment where you get to shoot. Like, I didn't really do a lot of moving in the order. Really? Most, okay. most of the time when I got into a fight, it was already set up for me, and okay. I was coming into the room and doing it. And then they would find an event to make happen that would make me move to the next room. So, like, a guy gets shot and I've got to drag him away and, like, cover fire while, while we're dragging him. That's kind of interesting. But something that I was really impressed by is he says every single moment in that game is in-engine. They don't pre-render oh, any, wow. any cutscenes, everything that you see. So, like, go back and watch that The Order trailer. That whole thing is in-game footage, and that's fucking nuts to me. Like, it's so not fun. I wish it was a more fun game. <laughs> um, it, it just... It's it's really kind of boring as far yeah. as gameplay goes. And, like, the characters aren't all that interesting. I, I don't know. They're okay. But, I don't know. Characters seem to be a problem these days. But like, seriously, I could buy this game and just jack off to it. Like, it, yeah, it looks, it looks so good. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, so, so the big event. Tell us about what you did today. So the big one, probably, definitely the longest demo that I saw today is I went and saw Dragon Age Inquisition, and I actually took a lot of notes for it because it was it was a thirty four minute presentation. Wow. Uh, and and so I figured, God, I better I better rip out my book and down. I better start writing this shit down because <laughs> this guy's got a lot to say about it. Um, something that was kind of cool is the presentation was led by the creative director. Okay, so that was nice. Yep. A lot of these other presentations were people detached from the game who didn't really always know that much about it, but were just kind of talking about it. Yeah. Um, the other, The Witcher was also led by uh, one of the devs, at least. So oh, he, was, cool. he was pretty up to date on it. Yeah. And uh, that's, that went pretty well. Um, Dragon Age is built on... I'm, I didn't get 100% confirmed this, but I'm almost certain it's Frostbite. So it's running on the Frostbite engine, okay. which is the same engine that's being used for Battlefield yeah. and uh, a, a lot of other... I think it... What else uses Frostbite right now? I want to say there's something else. Either way, it looks great. Right. To, to see an engine 
that is really beautiful graphically to see it repurposed for something that isn't just like brown warfare stuff. The, the division isn't Frostbite right now, is it? I think it is, actually. Yeah. I want to say it is. Um, it looks great. It looks super, super good. And it actually, I would say out of all the games that I saw, aside from maybe The Order, I would say that this also probably ran the smoothest. Okay. Although we did encounter a horse that... Gl- <laughs> the guy's like... So first of all, you can get mounts in Dragon Age okay. for the first time. So that's kind of cool. Um, but he's like, let's call in our mount. And he pushes the button... And the horse just glides in. Its, its <laughs> legs don't move, so it just slides on into the screen. It was really pretty funny because it just comes in from the left side of the frame and just whoop, and there it is. <laughs> and so he gets on, and then the horse ran, and everything was great. But up until that, everyone was obviously a little weirded out. Um, the graphics look great. You still get four party members, so uh, I think that's always been the number, yeah, and it, it continues to be the case. Um, Something that I found interesting is you are, maybe just to confirm, I don't know how much Dragon Age you've played, but uh, when you get in fights in Dragon Age, you always come out just soaked in blood. Yeah, yeah. That is there still, so they haven't gotten rid of that. Oh, that's cool. Every fight you get into, you're just drenched in blood. Um, There is, of course, a tactical view that you can go into where it zooms out from your character and gives you a top-down perspective on the fight. Oh, that's... Yeah. And he highlighted a lot of planning that you can do, and he really showed how you could, like, really look at, like, a group of enemies and be like, okay, this guy's gonna go this way, so I'll put my mage here, and this guy's probably gonna do this, so I'm gonna put my rogue over here. And, um... He really showed off how you could do that, mm-hmm. but then in the demo, they never did it. <laughs> um, the combat... The, that's style, because I didn't play two. Because, you know, you, I didn't hear great things about two. Yeah. Um, but in one, you can get pretty tactical. In Origins, you could get... You could get super tactical, and yeah. you could get into some pretty some fights where it got pretty hairy if you weren't pausing the game and queuing up commands. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that certainly wasn't the case for the combat I watched today. Okay. Um, but at the same time, these are E3 tech demos. And yeah. so, like, I think the only game where it was even probably possible for me to die was probably Far Cry, because I almost died several times. <laughs> Um, oh, and I actually did die in the order. So, oh, congratulations! Uh, yeah, I did. I I achieved the coveted die in the order demo. Still bad at video games. Achievement. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> did not go well. Um, but yeah, so the the story concept here is I don't even know if you know that much about it, but um, all the factions that you've been introduced to in Dragon Age, uh, especially in Origins, mm-hmm. like the Templars and the Mages and all those. All these factions have wound up turning against each other um, just because they've had goals that intersected that didn't work out. And so there's okay. the world's basically like mega fucked up as far as all these people fighting each other. And then to top things off, there are, of course, like demon portals that no, are opening up. Yeah, of course, right? Uh, and, and demons are spilling through them. Um, and this this first portal that opens up, they actually had a name for it, and I don't think I wrote down the name. Um, but this first portal that opens up, you uh, you are actually there, your character is, and he survives it, and he also gains the ability to close these portals. And so, yeah. as you're going around the world, you're closing these gates. You don't go in them. It's not like Oblivion, where you, where you go into an annoying fucking level and <laughs> and uh, and hate yourself. It's not quite like that. Uh, it's a little different. Um, it was running on, on Frostbite. Uh, what else did they show? They showed the combat. It looks a lot like Dragon Age 2, which okay. won't make... It's a lot of button pushing. 
to not really do all that much. The demo was primarily done with a warrior. It was a dwarf warrior, but okay. the guy did switch between a bunch of different classes. I got it. Um, is is there like a serious created character back in that, or is it still just kind of? They didn't show anything. Okay. Uh, so they already had the character made. It does look like the character's custom, um, but they didn't actually show how they built him. Okay. So I don't know what it looks like. Uh, he, I don't think he had a name. So in Dragon Age One, you were the warden, yeah, the but warden. you had your own name or whatever. And then uh, in the Dragon Age, like Ethan Hawk, yeah, you're Hawk, uh, <laughs> Ethan Hawk, yeah. Uh, so in Dragon Age Two, you're Hawk, yeah. and this one they are calling you the Inquisitor, because okay. you're the person who's running the Inquisition. What the Inquisition is is it's a group of leaders, basically. So okay. like you have taken a leader from each of these factions. And you are leading them, and you're helping arrange their decisions and things like that. That's interesting. The, the creative director talked a lot about the war table, which is like this place that you go to where you kind of move the story forward. Right. You remember in Origins when you do the trial for that guy that you... Like the main bad guy, uh, after you knock him out a little bit. Oh, right, with the other humans it, and all that. The way he described it, it kind of sounded like that a little bit. Okay. Except happening like every few missions. Huh. And he was talking about like how you're going to make these decisions and so do we, this So the game's going to set out to make you feel as bad as Origins did. Yeah, I'm hoping so. So like in the demo, what he had done is uh, they had sent Leliana uh, from the last two games. Mm-hmm. They sent her on a mission, and she got captured while she was on that mission. And he's like, you know, because I sent her here, that's going to affect her disposition towards me. She's not going to like me as much now. He's like, I could have sent somebody else here. Or I could have not sent anybody at all. Right. And anyway, he talked about how the world really shapes itself around the choices that you make in the war room and how exactly you deploy your troops and stuff like that. But he never showed the war room. So we didn't actually get to see it or go in it or do anything like that. Um, It's tough to say, based off what he showed me, it's tough to say if this is better than Dragon Age 2. One comment that he made, and I know this is E3, and so you you make comments like this. One comment that he made is he said, in the zone that we are looking at right now, we can fit the entire map space for Dragon Age Origins. (laughs) And it was just this one single area Mm. that we were at. Is that what you're going to get later this year when you buy the game? It's hard to say. I don't know. Yeah. That, but that, that's his claim that he made while we were watching it. Yeah. So uh, take that as you will. Um, most of the other stuff I wrote down was just confirming stuff we already figured would be there. Like I wrote down that fast travel is still there. I wrote down that a horse glided in out of nowhere. <laughs> um, the other thing that I did think was kind of cool is in the tactical view. And I'm having trouble remembering because it's been a while since I played Dragon Age. But in the tactical view, you get this like ability or button called engage. And so mm-hmm. what you can do is you can put in some instructions, and then you can hit engage. And it won't resume time completely, but it will advance it just a little bit so you can see what happens and then stay in the tactical view. Oh, that's cool. So you can kind of like, basically you could go into the tactical view and you could just inch forward a little right. bit and a little bit and a little bit and, and see how that works out for you. I've always kind of liked that. No, so I, like that. Yeah, yeah, so I like that concept a lot. That sounds yeah. really cool. But uh, but that was all he showed. So I saw Dragon Age, and then when I got out of that, there wasn't really time to do much else. Yeah. I, I seriously probably waited three hours for Dragon Age. Yeah, I waited like an hour and a half easily to get into Unity. It was pretty ridiculous. So the lesson is learned. Lesson's learned. We need press passes. We need, we need press passes. And tomorrow, what I'm probably going to do is I'm gonna, probably going to hang out over at 
Microsoft's booth because okay. I, I walked over there and the lines were pretty ridiculous, so I just left. <laughs> but what I have found is any of the demos where you get to play the game, those always run faster than the theater showings. Right. Because most of them don't have a separate VIP press line. Right. Some, some of them do. But a lot of them don't, and the ones that do, people just go through them so quick it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, yeah. like, Sunset Overdrive had a really long line, but if I had gotten in it, it would have moved a lot quicker than the Dragon Age one. Well, it's, you know, okay. So, that's my goal tomorrow, so I'm going to go try, and I, I haven't put Destiny high up there, because, to be frank, the beta's coming out, like, in a month. Yeah. So, eh, I'm not in a big hurry. Um, um, and then you can put a Metatron on it. Because we should get a shout-out to our two new contributors, probably. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we should mention that. So uh, so both Metatron, who's been covering some MMO stuff, and then uh, and then Soul. I'm, yeah. saying, I'm saying it's not like Soleil, right? It's not Soleil. It's Soul. It's Soul okay. and it's Metatron. But you're really weird names. Um, Metatron is not his real name. I wonder Sol. if one of those is a fake name. But, but Soul is a real name. Uh, so Soul Lorenzino, and she's, she's actually done a little bit of our E3 coverage. She actually did the Ubisoft article before any of us actually... Went to E3. Um, and what was the other one that she gave us? Um, I forgot already. She did a write-up on something else. It was a piece of news. That's rude. And then... Um, it, it was good. <laughs> I remember reading it and being like, she did a good job. That's rude. And then, and then we have Metatron, who, yeah, who's basically just been covering a bunch of our MMO, which we have been missing on the site. We haven't really done a whole lot of It's actually garnered ones. us a lot of traffic, because people are really excited about Wildstar, and he's, yeah. he's done at least two articles on it. So things have... Uh, Things have gone pretty well in that regard. So if yeah. you're a Wildstar fan, you want to talk to us or or uh, write to us about it, feel free to do that. So, so Metatron, welcome to the site. Thank you for the work you've done so far. Yeah, no, thank, it's seriously been very good. I finally put up a new Terrible Tuesday. Yeah, we did. We got <laughs> we got some uh, skateboarding games in. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is we got uh, we got that email. Should we read the email? Yes, let's read the email that we got. So, you know, if we get an email, we read it on the podcast. That's how we like to do it. Let me see if I can track this down. This is in response to our last podcast, which uh, we we didn't... Um, obviously, it's been a little while. So to refresh your memory, if you haven't listened to the last podcast recently, we did a little talking about uh, uncles and how... You know, the love between an uncle and his nephew is innately, to me at least, it's innately a little bit creepy. Uh, Lucio and Jay had the opposite experience. They loved their uncles. They didn't ever feel like it was creepy for them to uh, to be in love with their uncles. Maybe not the best phrase, thing, <laughs> but the best that I can do. So anyway, this email comes to us uh, from uh, Sam W., who says, Jared... I was listening to your recent podcast about spooks, 1950s spooks, not the racist kind. And for the most part, I enjoyed the information supplied. You guys are hilarious, mostly because I assume you're high, which actually I don't think we've been. Yeah, we've never been high on the podcast. Definitely been drinking a little bit, though, sometimes. Um, I have to draw the line, however, at the whole nephew being excited to see uncles being creepy thing. Come on, bro. As Jay said, what kind of monster are you? How is that creepy? I remember when I was younger, I would be excited to see my uncle, and he never even touched me. Not even once. He would take me fishing and bring me cheese to eat, the preferred food of white people, as you well know, and other white people activities like golf and tennis. How is playing golf and eating cheese creepy? I mean, if you do them both at once, it is kind of creepy. <laughs> Uh, the man, bless his heart, taught me the sacred art of wearing socks with your sandals. 
You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm sorry your uncle did or did not hug you enough as a child. Whichever is the reason for you finding the sacred bond between nephews and uncles creepy. Good day, sir. (laughs) And so to Sam, I say, I'm sorry. I've reconsidered my position. um, And I'm ready to, to just go ahead and come out and say it. I love my uncles, all of them. And I wish I could have them all with me at once. I mean, like as as like a friend <laughs> at like a friendship dinner. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I just want to take them all at once out to dinner. Okay. Out to Olive Garden. <laughs> to like Chili's or yeah. the Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere where the food is microwaved but still delicious. <laughs> uh, a TGI Fridays would be perfect. Yeah. You know? And we can get some like twisty lemon iced teas. With alcohol in it and like something, some kind of colorful, like the kaboom nachos. I'm, I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, we, we apologize to all non creepy uncles out there. I'm sorry, guys. If you're an uncle and you're not creepy, uh, let's do this. Send me a picture of you, and uh, yeah, let's just let's just go that route. <laughs> <laughs> that's your goal. Um, we're actually hitting about the 56 minute mark, and I think for the most part. We we probably covered everything. Yeah, I think we talked about it. We'll know a little bit more. About. And so what I'll do is at the end of the at the end of my my journey here, we'll uh, Jay's flying out tomorrow, but I'll be able to catch most of the rest of the show. So uh, I should at least get to see. Based off what I did today, I should be able to see three games. That's what I can. That's the estimate. <laughs> that's what I figure I can see. So I'll do a little write up and post that. Um, if you're not already, you should follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, on Twitter, I've been using the hashtag EnemyE3 for all my E3-related uh, things, mostly where I just insulted my fellow gamers and said they smelled bad. Um, so if you'd like to look at that, you can. Go check out the website. It's EnemySlime.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. As I mentioned before, this is not terribly edited because we are on the road, so I'm sorry how how raw and hard to listen to I this was. I think we was. did pretty good for I think. I think it went fine. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is one of the few times where you'll hear uh, Jay and Jared in the same room. So, you know, take take your uh, take your blessings where you get them. And if you ever want to use Airbnb, it, it'll cape for us. Yeah, I think it worked out. We're very happy with our Airbnb. We love our Icelandic uh, host. Yeah, she's wonderful. So, <laughs> so there you go. From from the streets of LA, this is this is Jared and Jay. Oh, that rhymed pretty good. Yeah, I think I should just cut it off right here. I'm right gonna right. push stop now. Okay.